Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Each week we talk about heart rate variability and how it can be used to improve your overall health and wellness. Please consider the information in this podcast for your informational use and not medical advice. Please see your medical provider to apply any of the strategies outlined in this episode. Heart Rate Variability Podcast is a production of Optimal LLC and Optimal HRV. Check us out at OptimalHRV.com. Please enjoy the show. Welcome, friends, to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. I am Matt Bennett. I'm here with a very special guest today who I am excited to talk about. Joey, I want to welcome you uh, to the show. I'm excited to dig into uh, your areas, uh, use of heart rate variability uh, in your life, uh, and how you think about overall health and wellness. So uh, to start us out, uh, why don't you give us uh, just a quick introduction uh, of yourself? Hey, uh, my name is Joey. Thanks for having me here. Um, so I was a firefighter paramedic for about 12 years, um, and that's kind of where I got interested in HRV, you know, was educated on the nervous system, sympathetic, parasympathetic, um, all of that. And um, through my career as a fire service, I ended up getting diagnosed with PTSD, and HRV was an instrumental device for me to um, kind of track how my healing process was going. And it gave me a window um, into understanding some more holistic practices like breath work, ice baths, uh, things like Tai Chi, meditation. And it allowed me to track, you know, the effects those things were having because sometimes those more holistic approaches are a little less easy to nail down um, in a scientific way. So HRV, I think, allows you a, a window into some of these more uh, alternative practices. Yeah. And and how did that, you know, if you, if you don't mind me asking, I'd love to talk uh, about your journey. So sort of into this. So, uh, you know, knowing, you know, some of my best friends, firefighters, I've known paramedics, and just have a, just uh, thank you for your service with that, because I know, uh, the exposure to trauma um, in those occupations. And I, I would imagine, too, at least for the folks I know, the schedule, uh, sleep quality, like there's so many challenges uh, to that work. Um, and then you put trauma on top of it that I, I know it could just be devastating because the nervous system is somewhat already vulnerable due to scheduling and overnights and, you know, different kind of shift work. So, I would kind of, if, if you don't mind sharing, sort of, you know, not necessarily not share about your trauma, but sort of, you know, when HRV came into your healing and, and how that sort of informed uh, your journey to 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 what I hear in your voice now, something I like to call post-traumatic growth. Yeah, absolutely. So it uh, it was, I got diagnosed, I guess, about almost three years ago, and it was about probably a year or so of doing a more traditional uh, pharmaceutical driven route toward healing. Um, and it wasn't until I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and started to uh, explore that kind of route towards healing trauma, understanding that these effects are basically an energetic shock to the system. Yeah. Um, and I once I put that together, I, I understood PTSD as a dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system. 
And then when I discovered HRV and how it's literally a measurement of the autonomic nervous system, um, I started to try, you know, get, do the meditation, do the breath work, do the ice bath. I experimented with TRE and somatic experiences, these, mm -hmm. these approaches to releasing this stored trauma that is inherent from doing these, you know, these jobs, like you said, um, on top of the, the lack of sleep and, and, you know, the poor food quality and all the, the negative coping strategies. So probably two years into my healing journey, I, I figured out HRV. I was already doing these other methods and was feeling results, but HRV showed me, you know, I saw my score improving and I would see it go down when I would, you know, skip some of these practices or let my stress kind of build up on me. Excellent. And and I, I kind of wonder, like, in that journey too, were you you tracking your HRV every morning as well? Were you doing that that tracking? And I wonder what, what you saw as you sort of implemented some of these, uh, really their, their best practices now. You know, as I like to say, as a mental health professional, therapy's cool nowadays because you, you kind of think of therapy, you know, the old, old school, somebody's laying on the couch. Uh, the, the newer school was you were sitting in a chair, I was sitting in a chair. And now the movement stuff, Peter Levine, uh, Vessel Vandercall, all, all these great, great researchers uh, finding these alternative pathways to healing. So I sort of wondered, uh, like, what, what, what did you see as you were kind of measuring, uh, utilizing biofeedback in these other practices you know, uh, through your journey, what, what was happening to those, uh, those baselines? They, they were increasing steadily. Yeah. And it, it became, so when I understood it and I think we spoke, it's probably been a couple of years ago yeah. when I first got the product and, and was, uh, just understanding how it's such a powerful measurement. Um, it, uh, I was tracking it every day, you know, first thing in the morning and last thing at night and watching it steadily rise um, over time of using these practices. So it's it's a measurement of resiliency, as the literature shows, and that resiliency is something first responders need yeah. because the job is so stressful. And like you said, therapy is changing and part of what I'm trying to do with my work is I want to create a change in the culture of the fire service, uh, police, military, to understanding that trauma is an inherent part of the job. And you have to have positive ways of expressing that trauma to be able to allow your nervous system to become uh, back to homeostasis so you can be the best version of yourself. So you can be the best first responder husband, father, you know, wife, spouse, all those things. And HRV should be measured in every first responder, honestly, yeah. because it's such a early indicator of when a guy is, is struggling, you know, and a big message I want to push is currently in the fire service, the approach to handling trauma is basically a reactive approach. We don't do anything proactively to give people skills to allow them to be more resilient for what's coming in the job. You know what I mean? We've been, it's a lot of repression, alcoholism, the suicide rate is, is, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's very sad. Like 
Um, and with some tools on the front end, we can empower our first responders to do a better job um, and to keep their sanity and keep their, you know, their life outside of work. And I wonder, like, my, my exposure to uh, law enforcement uh, and more firefighters I've known through friends of mine, but, but there's, I, I'd love to get your impression of, there's a lot of masculinity, uh, as, as a, maybe a kind word uh, to yeah. say it, that there's, there's uh, a culture uh, that I would say, yeah, trauma is what we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, you know, if I complain about it means I'm kind of weak. There's that mentality there that, you know, uh, still holds fast with, with, in some areas. And I'm no way, shape or form generalizing every law enforcement, every police officer or firefighter. But but I wonder if you've encountered that and, you know, really looking at uh, how to integrate something like, hey, you need to breathe, uh, might get something thrown at you uh, in certain uh, departments, but just kind of how you message that. Obviously your lived experience probably gets you in the door in a different way, but I'd love to hear your messaging around this into fields that I've kind of seen have been very tough-minded, so to speak, and you like throw some dirt on your trauma and walk it off. Uh, I've 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 confronted that mentality a lot more than kind of taking a look at the literature around this stuff. Yeah. So my biggest thing is there was a, a study that came out. I think it was 2017 or 18 that as a first responder, you're more likely to die by suicide than in the line of duty. Yeah. So just let that sink in for a second, guys. What we're doing is not working. Yeah. Um, so the tough guy mentality is just, it's not working. You know what I mean? It's it's alcoholism, uh, divorce rates, you know, domestic violence, suicide. It's these first responder fields, it's an epidemic in those fields of those, those things. So what we're doing is not working. And I think... HRV is so powerful because it can cut through that story of tough gun. Yeah. All right, John, we got your HRV score when you first far started at the department. Look, you've been having a you know a run of bad nights. You've seen some stuff. Your HRV score is steadily dropping. There's no way for them to be dissociated from the fact that the job is having an effect on them. Yeah. And a big part you know, when I first realized I was having issue, I had already done the job for nine, 10 years. And I thought I was doing just great until you get to that breaking point. And then it's, it becomes obvious how, you know, every time I would run a, a bad call, it would affect my sleep. It would affect my mind. It would, it would just not leave me in a good place. And if I'm doing this tough guy act of keeping it stuck in, I, you know, I have no shot at healing. So a big narrative we need to shift in that culture is it is taking back vulnerability. Yeah. You are not weak to show vulnerability. You are a human. And keeping your humanity as a first responder, keeping your heart allows you to do the job you signed up to do. Yeah. Um, if you're responding to my kid or my spouse or my my grandparent or something, you should show up as a person and have your heart because um, that's part of caring for people. 
And, and how are you seeing, you know, because one of the things I love about heart rate variability, you know, we can go into the mindfulness biofeedback because that's, that's sort of a, but the tracking piece, uh, I, I've had some success. One is you throw tactical in front of anything and all of a sudden it, it people pay attention to you. Yeah, right? The fire service loves tactical breathing. I, I know, I know. It's funny. Like everything's yeah. woo-woo until you throw a tactical. Yeah, but that's why the, the HRV was so powerful for me in accepting a lot of these other practices. Because yeah. once I understood the biofeedback mechanism of it or component of it, 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 it allowed me to tune into my body more and start to feel the sense of that relaxation parasympathetic dominance in the nervous system. Yeah. And that is a felt relaxation in the body. Yeah. HRV can, can show you, yes, that thing is really happening. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the skill we need as first responders to be able to recognize, Oh, I'm, I'm in a stress response. I'm my body feels ramped up and there are, practices breath work ways of doing movement to settle your body yeah and when you're in a settled state you're going to be a better first responder you're going to be able to be a better employee you're going to stay longer you're not going to have as many sick days you know cardiac issues all these things so hrv is such a preventative measure um, that we need to be more proactive in these in these services of giving people skills to protect them from the inherent traumas yeah you know, it's i'm not mad i'm 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 so grateful i did this job i love what i got to do but i had no understanding and i had no skills to deal with all the sh stuff i was taking yeah. so it just builds up builds up builds up and then you break you know what i mean so if i would have had this understanding prior you know when i first got on the job body keeps the score you got to get this stuff out hrv is a direct window into how your nervous system's doing here are 10 different practices that you can do you know get after it fireman go man up let's go if you want to have that tough guy mentality let's do it with doing the work in stuff doing the stuff that allows us to you know empty our cup so that we can go respond to the the traumatic call and show up with our hearts and and be the civil servants we you know signed up to be absolutely and then be able to go home and be the the parent or the spouse or the friend you want yes. to be as well because that's it i think that that was so hard for me you know and i'm not comparing my my work with mental health with trauma with some of the things i know you've experienced Diff different ways of 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 working with trauma but just so hard leave work at work and home at home when you only have one nervous system mm -hmm. fails pretty quickly if that's all you got and that was the only like self-care skill i got taught all through you know seven years of psychology education it's like it failed like day one when i i knew a child was being harmed in uh their home i made a call and then was told to go home and i was supposed to leave that at work and it just it just failed me uh with that so i think recognizing the that we work it's kind of you know uh you know and my, i use the term it's kind of the 
whether mental health or actual fires, it's the fire we signed up to walk into was working with trauma. But just as you do for the physical part of firefighting, the better equipped you are to go into that fire, the, the better, the, the lower the likelihood of injury. Same thing with your mental health uh, as well. It's to, to build those resources that you have uh, in order to perform at your best. Uh, too. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, that idea of compartmentalizing, that was kind of what was, yeah. when I, you know, put in my claim with the fire service and started to get out. I was on light duty for a while, which I was just, you know, working kind of nine to five. And a lot of the narrative I got from the older people was, man, you just got to compartmentalize it. And I would ask them where, how, you know what I mean? And yeah. with the understanding we have of HRV, it's, like you said, you it's the nervous system. You got right. one nervous system. You take it with you everywhere you go. There's no leaving it at the door. You know, you it, it's with you. Um, and you can train your nervous system. That's a big message that I think the fire service and police would benefit from. Yeah. You can intentionally train your nervous system. The better your HRV is, the more... A, a greater window of tolerance you have and the more able you're to be able to stay present in these extreme circumstances mm -hmm. and then and then regulate back to where you can sleep recover and then be the best person you can be the next day you know and not leave your kids and your spouse out of it because the job you know completely has drained you yeah you know, we we sign up and we want to be heroes but we end up not taking care of ourselves and it's it's just something that has to change for sure. Yeah, and in my advocacy in this area, uh, working with uh, some police officers, what we were trying to do, and then COVID hit and every, everything got put on back shelves, is really to also, and I'd love to get your thinking about this, get this into the training part of it. Um, because what, what you know, there's existing cultures and I, you go into one firehouse, you've seen the culture of one firehouse. So, uh, you know, but, but there's these cultures that exist that usually are less, a, you know, you, you stuff it down, you put it, you don't talk about it. Uh, you know, maybe with some, I think we're fighting this fight pretty good is seeking mental health services historically might've been a sign of weakness and you learn what to tell the therapist so you can get back on the street in service and duty. And so like trying to get this into the initial training, the onboarding, the, you know, law enforcement academies to, to really get, you know, new people to the job, you know, equipped with this tool. Um, not that we can't go into the existing culture for sure, but also like giving people that are new to this work uh, before they maybe experience some of the more traumatic sides of it, some of these tools ahead of time uh, in order, uh, instead, just leave it at work. Um, no, you need to breathe 20 minutes a day, uh, that sort of thing. So that's really where I think we can have a huge impact in shifting these systems um, is getting getting this into the training um, uh, for folks. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's where I think HRV cuts through the facade we have of being the tough guys. Because if you come in and all right, we're measuring your your HRV. We explain how stress and trauma affects the nervous system, how the nervous system basically runs every system in your body. And if there's dysregulation there, you're going to have problems. You know, you bring that probationary firefighter in 
and you're monitoring his HRV and you make that a norm for him. Yeah. And then he has his first, you know, crazy fire or traumatic call. And then he doesn't sleep a couple nights and he's been tracking his HRV. So he doesn't even have to be open to the idea of, man, I've been traumatized or, you know, there's a mental health aspect. No, no, no. Just look at your score, dude. It went down. Like these, I think with the police or at least fire, we have uh, paramedics. We have this understanding of the nervous system already. Yeah. So for it, HRV allowed me to, to accept the mind and the body as one thing, because I started to see these issues I was, was having was affecting my score which then affected my sleep, my digestion, my emotional regulation, all these things. So I think getting it into the guy's hands right away in probationary school and having that be a norm, that's how the culture is going to change. And it HRV gets you into the window of now, okay, yes, you got to do somatic experiencing breath work, you know, trauma release exercises, like understanding that, the, the body keeps the score. The issues are in the tissues. If you don't e- express it, it stays trapped and it causes dysregulation. Um, but I think HRV is that first way in, you know. Absolutely. So the issues are in the tissues. Did you make that up? I've, I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. I, it's I, a I haven't heard that before. You yeah. that. That's a, that's a great. That's, it's the same. The body keeps the score. Yeah. You know, the same thing, but yeah, it's catchy. You should trademark that. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I might be stealing it from someone, but that understanding completely shifted my healing. Yeah. Because prior to that, I was very materialistic, analytical. I'm broken. I need this pill. Yeah. I started to understand. No, I I've experienced all these traumas, and I was repressing everything because I was the tough guy. I was afraid to be vulnerable. I was ex- afraid to express any emotion and it built up, built up, built up to now I'm in a completely dysregulated state, which is PTSD. My nervous system's out of whack, you know? And if you have that understanding first off in the service, you can have a longer career by addressing your traumas head on, facing the dragon, right? To find the gold on the other side. You talk about post-traumatic growth. Like I was not in a good place a couple of years ago. And a lot of my healing process is literally just expressing this stuff. And as I express it, my body's able to regulate and I'm, you know, getting it out of my, my tissues, right. Getting the issues out of the tissues. Love it. So with that HRV improves. Yes. You don't have to think any of the woo woo stuff, but look, wow, your scores improve, man. You've been breathing in a down-regulated, um, I forget the, the on your app, what's the breathing? Uh, resonance frequency. Heart, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know I mean? And that type of breathing, you feel the change in your body. Yes. And I think as you train first responders to tune into that, that is just a, that becomes a barometer for you to understand where you are physiologically. You know what I mean? As a first responder, I'm too stressed out. I need a practice or I need to take a day off or whatever it is, you know, so we don't get burnt out yeah. and end up like myself. I thought I was going to be a fireman for 30 years. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm having to completely recreate myself, you know, at 
33 years old. Like it's not been easy. Um, but on that other side of it, coming through this and finding the light, you know, the silver lining through my situation is this, I, I want to give us skills. First responders need skills to regulate their nervous system. Yeah, absolutely. HRV is the measurement for them. Yeah. So knowing you and, and having uh, talked over the years about, about you, your interests, your work, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, HRV being a part of it, but, you know, you, you go into a firehouse and, you know, I, I would say the food quality on one hand is some of the best in the world. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, if you think about how healthy that food is, my experience at least not the greatest for you, even though if you're looking for taste, uh, some of our best chefs in the country, I believe, are firefighters um, uh, with that. So, you know, when you, when you walk in, obviously, HRV being a way to track it, you have the message about, you know, the, the issues and the tissues and, and that message. What, what are some other things that sort of you help people uh, look at? Because in some ways, it's an inherently unhealthy especially like the fire you know you work in 24 48 hours i think is kind of the norm in there somewhere um you're getting woken up at all hours of the night my firefighter friends say even if i'm supposed to be sleeping i'm not really sleeping that the sleep quality and the hrv even if there's no disruption during the night is much lower than it is at home so you you're going into this you know, kind of culturally, historically, not very healthy, just in general, uh, you know, and then you've got some real structural things that, you know, medical emergencies will always happen at 2 a.m. You, you can't stop those. So what when you go in and, and you you think about restructuring this, this environment, what are some other things that you bring in with your expertise, your learning over the years to help folks? Yeah, I mean, sleep is the biggest one probably and that's like you said it's inherently the job just you don't sleep and yeah. even if you are um like your friend said your sleep quality at the station is still less than it would be at home because you're in a fire station you're not in your house maybe the tones go off it's not your truck but it's the other truck so you're up anyways then the guys come back in the station yeah. you just you don't sleep well so um, sleep is, is one that if the, I don't know the answer, honestly, there's a lot of departments that are going to different like shift schedules, like a 24 on 72 off 48 on 96 off. I don't know what the best way is. Um, but again, I think having skills for that inherently bad night of sleep like for me using like yoga nindra or these down regulating breathing practices yeah. was my first way into realizing I can use, I, I call it leveraging my biology. I can use biological systems to shift the state of my nervous system. So I come back, you know, I'm upregulated because I was just out on a call. I got three hours left till I got to be up for shift. Okay, let me do this 30 minute practice that even if I don't fall asleep is putting me in a restorative state. Right. So yeah, I will always preach the skills because I think that it gives us, okay, we can do something. Yeah. So, I mean, sleep is huge. You mentioned diet. I was the chef on my crew. 
I didn't cook the healthiest, but it was it was good. Yeah. You know I mean? And now I eat very clean. Like, you know, I got rid of all the processed foods. I try to eat everything organic, you know, wild uh, wild pastures is an amazing resource for that, getting biodynamic food. Um, but staying hydrated, you know, uh, in the service, there's a lot of alcoholism. Yeah, Alcohol is a horrible thing. Yeah. So having positive ways to deal with your stress. Um, and then one other concept I'll, I'll share that I got from a man named Paul Check is this idea of working in and working out. Mm. Um, so I think if people understood this, this would be a huge help for them. So working out is expending energy, right? Fire, yang. Working in is cultivating energy, rest, restoration, um, going in. So a simple question I ask myself every morning, you know, is I try to tune into my body and ask myself, do I need to work out or work into them? Mm, and love that. the fire service as a, as a whole, we are type A hard chargers. You, you know, I used to have horrible night's sleep. I was up all night fighting fires, you know, sleep for two hours. I get up, I'm going to slam a Red Bull and go get a crazy workout. Yeah. And it's like, we're we're killing ourselves at that point so yeah. just simply understanding oh i can work out and i can work in um that would that would shift the culture in a, in a big way i think i love that yeah it, it's just you know being aware of some of these things like you know and i think the the thing that i'm i'm curious about with like uh the the firefighters the the paramedics the police officers you know is the athletes and the military ha are like, oh yeah, HRV. We're, we're we there. There's that there's that niche there that we just kind of have to find. And I think you're doing great, amazing, and powerful work on this. Find the right message because it's got to be a little bit different. Maybe the military is all consuming in that way. People are telling you what to do all the time, so them telling you to take your HRV. Hey, it's part of everything else I'm uh I have to be told to do. I think athletes have fully uh at least I won't say all of them, but so many of them, oh, this is going to improve my performance. That's all I need, right? This is one more thing that I can do to improve my performance. Okay, I'll I'll give that 20 minutes a day. You know, it's just kind of really finding that that right messaging. Uh that's where I've gotten a lot of use out of tactical. Um, yeah. which I just think is hilarious. Like, but I also feel like I'm cool when I say it and people uh, get it too. So, uh, you know, I get a little bit of a dopamine release there as well. So, you know, that's why I love what you're doing because we got to find the message uh, yeah. that, that will be received um, for folks. And yeah. The just, performance aspect is a, is a big one. I mean, yeah. you know, I was a lifelong athlete. Part of being in the fire service was, I got to be an industrial athlete, they call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I want to perform at the best of my ability. When that the tones drop, you know, that's our, you know, third, you know, third, whatever, fourth down, big yeah. play. Like, tone, that's our time to go. And I want to be able to do the job. So I think the way in or part of how I'm trying to get in is what we're doing is not working, guys. We're killing ourselves left and right. And you can also push the tactical performance aspect. Um, and I think both those ways will eventually, until we get to that deeper level, 
that all this dysregulation is caused by the trauma of the job, I don't think we're going to have a cultural shift. Right. And that's where I find us lacking. So like when I got in 12 years ago, very minimal talk about it. Yeah. When I was getting out about three years ago, we were starting to have talks about it, but no one was addressing the body mm -hmm. and HRV gives you that measurement of the body. Yeah. And trauma is a it's a somatic experience and it needs to be a released from the body. Yeah. So hopefully we can get in with the message that we're not doing good. Um, in the, the le another level, hey, you want to be a good performer, you want to be a badass fireman, you want to be a, a great first responder, do these things. And then hopefully some people open to that deeper level of, wow, my HRV's in the gutter. I What work in, what practice, what positive way can I release this trauma yeah. instead of doing what we've been doing, compartmentalizing, tough guy act. Yeah. Emotions are for weak people. All, you know, all these kind of suck it up buttercup. There's a million sayings and they all, they all in my mind inherently are afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that is the shame of it all. Because if you can't be vulnerable, right. you don't get to be a human. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's a lot of my healing three, four years ago, I would have said my heart, I had no heart. Mm -hmm. I had shut it off. Yeah. And that allowed me to be a good first responder because I'm, you know, dealing with this traumatic call and I'm able to be cool, calm and collected and run the protocol and do the thing. But then when I would go home, I'm not living. You know what I mean? You, I don't experience positive or negative emotions. I'm just kind of numb. Yeah. And until I understood that the body is where I needed to heal from, I had no shot. And then as I started doing it, HRV showed me, yeah, man, what you're doing is actually working. You're not just crazy. You know what I mean? Like these things are are really helping you. I love that. Joey, I don't know a better way to end the podcast. So I'm going to shut up and say, uh, thank you for your time and work. We'll put some information, uh, contact information and other things in the show notes for folks. So if you want to reach out to Joey, learn more about his work. Uh, my friend, it's been good to reconnect with you. It's been a, it's been a little while. So uh, I just love your passion. Uh, for this. Uh, I know it comes from a personal space and you just see this need at a larger level. And, uh, you know, I, I always love this concept of like the hero's journey and a lot of folks who have been through those darker spots when they experience that post-traumatic growth, you know, just, just see the opportunity to go back in to that, that pain and suffering and help others see the light out. And I don't know, uh, what what better word to describe you, my friend, than hero? So I uh, thank you for your your amazing work, and it's been fun to be uh, a small part of your amazing journey along the way. Wow, man, those are those are very nice words. I I really take that in, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And as always, you can find show notes, learn more about Joey at optimalhrv.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>